As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello, welcome to Prospects of Pros. I am your host, Nate Tice. We have a great show for you today because it kind of wrote itself. It's a college football playoff recap of the semifinals, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Uh, one game ended about six hours ago and the other game lasted about six hours. But to help me go over these two games and all the prospects that played in them, because there were quite a few that we're going to be talking about today, is the athletics draft expert, Dane Brugler. How are you doing today, Dane? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything really better I mean, in terms of action. I mean, we've been spoiled the last two years with these college football semis and uh, the playoffs. Uh, it, it wasn't the case for so many years where it seemed like the semis and the playoffs were just letdowns or blowouts. And yeah. I mean, this, uh, what we got this year was came down to two teams, uh, or, uh, two games where the literally the final play was in the red zone mm-hmm. and with a chance to uh keep this game going so yeah uh some two really entertaining games let's let's start with uh with with washington and and texas and i think we have to have you know let's start with the Penix discussion right Absolutely. i mean this is a and obviously we do this show from an nfl draft perspective you know we're not we're not a college football show we are an nfl draft show and so that that's important context when you discuss uh, Michael Penix because he is having an outstanding final season of college football, yeah. um, and what he did. And think about how, how many good games he's played over his career, it, especially this year. He played his best game of his career first Texas, and yep. in some ways he showed what he's done all year. Uh, very aggressive, putting the ball downfield supreme arm confidence uh just yep. throwing javelins all over the field uh part of that is because he knows what type of receivers he has and he gives them a chance to, to go make a play uh now the texas defense very good versus the run but the secondary has been awful all season mm-hmm. they rank in the hundreds nationally in pass defense so it wasn't a surprise to see the huskies passing attack find this type of uh, success downfield but the key to this game was going to be, could Texas pressure Penix, create issues, and they couldn't. They didn't touch him. And part of that is because the rush was inconsistent. They're very mm-hmm. vanilla with, with how they attack. Um, and, and this is a Washington offensive line that 
literally is the best in the country. They won the Joe Moore Award uh, for a reason. So, you know, and but the other part of this is Penix was outstanding when he was forced to move from a spot. Yes. And that has not been That's the case the most this notable year. thing. Yes. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. And look, I tweeted a clip of Byron Murphy, the Texas defensive tackle, who is a top 50 prospect, uh, winning right through the A-gap. Penix just gives him a little sidestep, then fires a dart to a Dunze for the first down. Uh, the touchdown where he threw, I believe it was the Polk. Uh, right before halftime, it was like a, maybe a skinny post. Uh, there was a free rusher from his left, quickly yep. climbed uh, through a seed to Polk. I, Penix also had 30 rushing yards in this game, which that doesn't right. sound like much. It's the first time he's gone over 20 rushing yards in a game this season. Uh, so he showed things in this in this game that we hadn't seen before, and it's not quite apples to apples with C.J. Stroud and what he did in the semifinals last year against Georgia. But this is the type of performance, uh, the type of tape that can win over evaluators because you don't you don't erase the inconsistent moments for, for Penix uh, this season. You don't forget the Arizona State tape, uh, the ups and downs from Washington State tape. Uh, but at the same time, I'm very impressed by his ability to show up and play at his best when the lights are the brightest. Did it in both Oregon games, did it against Texas, and and that matters. Yes, and being constantly aggressive is such a thing. It's like such a thing that carries over. Like that aggression is wired in some guys. That's why you can't discount that. And what we've we've talked about throughout the year, but it's uh, most of these evaluators, like the ones that are not traveling, not the road scouts, not the area scouts, They'll be watching the games once they're all kind of completed and they'll be watching because the NFL season's kind of going. So they're keeping an eye. Don't get me wrong. They're watching games throughout the season. But when they really focus, okay, all right, now we're getting draft season. All-star games are here. Now they watch the four to six to seven games. They're going to pick that one. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing is that I, us, as we're watching the ups and downs of every week and sometimes it's ups, 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 and then a big down after the season, they might just go, okay, that's the one bad game I only watched. I didn't watch two in a row. I'm just saying it's just what they curate at the end of the season. But do it, you cannot discount. So it's like, what do you want to weigh? Mm-hmm. Is it the 13 games, 12 games where I've seen him hitch too many times? He doesn't operate over the middle as consistently as I would like. That's a big thing that I, I if you want me to get into negatives first. But I mean, I think just last night he showed the one, like, hi, I got to weigh him going against a college football playoff defense. I'm going to just put it like that. And doing the things that I wanted to see him do, which is move in the pocket, throw with pressure in his face, have a plan if somebody breaks through right away. He hit that – I tweeted it, the inside fade where he just flicks the uh, the slot fade really early as the guy wins right away, right in his face. You brought up the, the poke touchdown where he steps up and he's throwing on the move. And on top of it, I even thought his best throw was that wheel route to the tight end mm-hmm. uh, on the little pump and go, little double move. He throws it to the sideline. That was in tight. He threw it with anticipation. It was tightly covered. There's three guys over there because it was a zone defense from Texas. And that one was, he threw it with anticipation. That's something I've been wanting to see. So many times I saw him have to wait to see a guy pop open, which was yes. often with these guys. And then he throws it because he has a pretty good arm. But that was one I was like, oh, you threw that with touch and anticipation and you dropped it in. It's like, all right, so what do I weigh? And that's what's going to be so interesting to kind of break down with him specifically, all these guys, but him specifically at the end of the season. And, and, you know, we talk about this Washington offense and how explosive they are because they have all the pieces in place. They have, like I said, the best offensive line in college football. Um, They have 
fantastic play caller. <laughs> the coaching, like, yeah, the play caller amazing. and just the offensive coaches on this staff from head coach on down. They're um, incredible. The play calling included, they are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and then you factor in the weapons, these receivers. I mean, how many – okay, if you swap out this receiver depth chart with the Chiefs, with the Panthers, well, those teams are winning more games. They are. Yeah. Uh, th- these yeah. these receivers are better than what some NFL t- – yeah, they are. I mean, and, and McMillan as your third option. McMillan, yep. So, again, it's, and this is not to take away from Penix, but when you have an offensive ecosystem like this that is uh, everything coming together perfectly at the right time, this is what you get. And when you have a quarterback who was playing out of his mind, played the best yep. game of his career, um, it was a lot of fun to watch. It really, I mean, as someone who just enjoys watching football, uh, I mean, I can speak for both of us. Like it's just yeah. enjoyable to watch plain and simple. It was amazing. Yeah. Now, it, it was, it, and he plays a style that I will appreciate more than other types of styles at quarterback. Sure. Ball, like bombs away. Just yes. go. Like just everything's down the yes. field. Aggressive. I'm going to always like that. So that's the thing that you always, it's like watching it just from a neutral fan was actually, this was a fantastic way because it wasn't too late for me on the West Coast. so But it was a fantastic way to kind of end the night, at least for me. Yeah, and okay, so now we'll talk more about the national championship um, later on. But just to kind of preview this, because, um, you know, while we're on the topic here, um, I, the Pac-12 doesn't have anything – that looks like Michigan and uh, no. term like the PAC 12 doesn't have a single team that's ranked top 50 nationally in pass defense. Okay. Not one. And the best all around defense in the PAC 12 is UCLA. And we were robbed of seeing that matchup this year. Cause Washington, UCLA, they didn't play. So Michigan's defense, their pressure packages are a lot more unpredictable. Their mm-hmm. coverages are way better than Texas. Now, you know, you so I, I mean, I still think this Washington offense, like they're going to find success because they're just that good. They're that well coached. They have the talent that Washington offense is going to find ways to make plays. But Michigan is going to give them their toughest challenge yet. And, yep. you know, that's how it should be for the national championship. But from an evaluation perspective, if that's Penix great. goes out and has a game like he did against Texas, that hype machine is going to need a generator because uh, it's it's already off. You know, it's already oh, yeah, it's gone crazy. Uh, but if he does it against Michigan's defense, which is yeah. uh, I mean, Michigan, the way that they can really create conflict to create problems, that's something that I think this offense. I mean, it, this offense found themselves in some lulls. You know, watch the Arizona State game, and it's like. You, you would have thought Arizona State was, was a stunning. top 10 team, the, the way they played that yeah. game. But Michigan's going to present them with problems that maybe they haven't necessarily seen or they're not going to be able to foresee. Like I said before, yep. Penix said after the game that Texas is very vanilla on defense with what they run. Very. They knew what was coming. Uh, so Michigan is the opposite of that. They're not going to be vanilla. They're going to really diversify the way they get after the quarterback. So this is going to be a test for the offensive line, for the quarterback, uh, mm-hmm. for everybody involved. And you know what? It's going to make for a really fun game just from a fan perspective, but also from an NFL perspective with all eyes, all NFL eyes on this game to see how they perform. And you don't want to overreact or underreact to one game, one moment, but you know what? That just kind of happens, and it's human nature when you have uh, you know, these talented players playing on this type of stage. And it's another 
box that would be a great way to see Penix check it. Like you just mentioned, to test the offensive line, the quarterback, but just watch what that defense did to the Bama's offensive line of Milrow. Like it just yeah. shows the difference between the quarterbacks and the line, really, the, in the Bama offensive line in a minute. But <laughs> but watching Milrow, who ha- doesn't have as many games played as Penix, does not have mm-hmm. the type of awareness in football IQ that Penix does, at least the operation stuff. And he's young. That's what the, that's it. That's just how he plays right now. But right now, watching him and that plan that he would have, Milrow just got taken out of the game because he didn't have a plan against the blitz or those evolving looks that you just talked about. Like I thought the second best prospect, second best performance uh, of those games, those two games was Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator for Michigan. <laughs> he yeah. he might have, it was him and Penix probably had their best, the best days of anybody uh, throughout the day. But I really just want to watch it because it's another question. You talk about Penix. Uh, operating under duress, under pressure, when he gets moved off the platform, he showed a little bit of that. See more of that. Does he have a plan? Does he progress from the pocket? A lot of it, it seems to me, is I mean, they're really well coached, and he does when things unfold how they should unfold. He is fantastic. Like that's why it's like you don't want to discount that. But the that changing picture stuff is going to be just just interesting. The one thing too, they're going to make him throw over the middle, and, and mm-hmm. this I do want to get to this one thing. This is my hesitation for anyone who wants to know why I haven't like gone overboard with panics is that. There's really only one quarterback that's right now in the NFL that succeeds that doesn't work over the middle, and that's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is also 230, and Jalen Hurts runs, what, 4'6", yeah. you know, ish? And that's the thing. That's why I have hesitations with Penix. We're, we're really excited that he ran for 30 yards. Um, but the thing is, if you're not working over the middle and you don't have the most talented receivers on the outside that can win constantly, I love that he pushes it. I love that he tries the outside. But defenses are going to make you try to work over the middle. That's the sweet spot that you want to see quarterbacks hit. But defenses, if they don't think you can, they'll just pack the paint on the outside. Yeah. So that's just one thing I do want – another thing I want to see if he, he can get there. But if you want to see a stat for that, he this year he's 28-49 on throws from 10 to 22 yards over the middle. That's the kind of intermediate range of football. Two touchdowns, three picks, 57% success rate. He's That's 43rd in attempts. That's 85th in success rate, all quarterbacks in FBS. So it's like that is just one other question I want to see is just how he operates over there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, the receivers, they – Odunze was great. I mean – Oh, yeah. The body strength, the focus, the ability to play through contact is so, so good. I mean, he's he's a that, pro Willie playing Mays in college football. great. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it looks very, very easy for him. I mean, I think when you look at the top three receivers this year, I, I've said it before, but for me, it's Harrison Jr., Neighbors, and then Odunze in that order. But in most other drafts – they'd be the top guy. So it's just it's yeah. just a loaded group this year. So Odunze being third for me is not some diss that he's not as good. These guys are all very close. It just comes down to preference and what you're looking for. Um, there's going to be some NFL teams that uh, get upgraded receiver in a big way in April oh, yeah. with, with these receivers. So, um, and then, I mean, Polk is, I think he's, probably has a better chance of going in round two than round one, but the way, you know, you never know with the way he's been playing. It's if a team drafted him in late one, it would not be a shock at all. Um, I did want to also mention um, when we touch talking about Washington, we have to talk about on defense. Braylon Trice uh, was awesome. Yeah. The Huskies pass rusher hands are so heavy, so violent he actually shows a plan of attack. It's and it doesn't yes. matter if it's an inside outside. He'll go right through guys. When I do my my top fifties and my mock drafts, I always send them to a few scouts for feedback and notes. Um, and when I included Trice in my midseason top fifty back uh, right after Halloween, I got a lot of nah. He's a third round guy. 
multiple responses of, of, of with that with Trice. He's not going to test well. He's not very long, average length. I, I get that. I couldn't leave him out of the top 50 because, and this game is really an example of, yeah. of why, because he's a game wrecker. I mean, I think you just have to trust the tape with him. The combine might not be great for him. Uh, you know, he might not hit every single box, but when you watch him on tape and see these blockers trying to slow him down, usually doesn't go well. So Braylon Trice, he had a terrific game against a, a pretty good uh, Texas offensive line. Yeah, and one that knows what they're doing. Like they're they're mm-hmm. actually it's that's what you kind of see going against a competent offensive line. But I was going to ask you about how do you think he tested? My notes on him were I thought he's added to his pass rush move set. I mm-hmm. liked it before, but I thought he was more of an effort guy before. But like you said, I think he's gotten a more toolsy, which is toolsy in the sense of pass rush tool set as opposed to toolsy with trades. Yeah. Um, but I think he's could be just a legit th- three down guy in the sense they moved him to the inside. Which mm-hmm. was cool. And yeah. I was like, Oh, that's, that's good as a pick guy and doing all that stuff. And he's 275. Like he's yeah. got legit size. Um, so yeah, just, I know I use this term a lot, but useful. I, I, I think he, he, he and it, he also finishes plays. I, I'd be curious to see like what his pressure to sack. We always see that with quarterbacks sometimes, yeah. but for him, he, cause I think, cause he's strong. So he actually wraps up and gets the guys. Sometimes, you know, he has some length issues. Maybe the guy gets around him, but that's one I would just be curious to kind of maybe study in the offseason. But great shout out with that. Um, how about Donnie Mitchell, Donnie Mitchell with a fantastic double jump, Super Mario a, double jump for the definitely touchdown? Definitely Yeah. We need to talk about Texas. Yeah. Uh, he, the play before that, how frustrated he was that because he wanted the ball. Um, and then I, it was such a bummer on that final play. Uh, just, not giving him a chance if you're Ewers. I mean, I, I think Ewers yeah. really showed his uh, just kind of the immaturity of not immaturity, but just inexperience. Inexperience, like on a, yeah. It, the leverage of the cornerback where he was, you got to throw that towards the pylon. You, you yeah. got to make the corner go through the receiver to make a play. Instead, he throws, you know, kind of a jump ball fade, which, you know, the corner, it was out of bounds anyways, but the corner really had no problem making a play. But with the, where the leverage of the corner was, Ewers has to throw that more towards the pylon than that jump yep. ball. And, you know, you got to give your chance, uh, your guy a chance to make a play. So, yeah, that was a little disappointing. The Texas defensive line, Tavondre Sweat was awesome versus the run. I mean, you just can't move this guy. Um, for a team that's looking for that massive nose, he's going to be valued, I think, really high. Byron Murphy, I mean, you mentioned with the, with Trice as a guy that finishes. Murphy is kind of a little bit of, of on the other side where he was the one consistent rush threat for yep. that uh texas uh, uh defense it's going good on Penix's it, highlight tape <laughs> yeah exactly i mean the clip that i tweeted uh you know he did an outstanding job winning with his hands yep. he wins with leverage he's got quickness he's got strength um he showed why he's i think a, a, in my opinion a top 50 guy I, he'll get beat up through the process because he's a little undersized and you know you can nitpick with him but i think he's a top 50 pick all day uh and then uh you know i think Xavier Worthy was a little disappointing, didn't create yeah. a ton of separation, just couldn't get him the ball, didn't have much of an impact on this game. Um, I mean, for Texas, they were in it till the very end, and just, yep. you know, they a couple of their uh, guys that usually show up in these games didn't, um, and it really just came down to the defense not being able to get consistent stops where, uh, you know, the Washington offense pretty much did what they did. You know, they controlled yep. the game that most of the, uh, all four quarters. So, you know, that Washington earned it, no doubt about it. And Absolutely. it's going to make up for a really fun championship game against. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. Michigan, who, uh, you know, came down to overtime. It looked like, you know, Alabama in the second half really kind of swung things and they were taking the momentum. And uh, But towards the end, I give credit to Michigan, they made more plays, including what, a fourth down, went for a fourth down on that final drive, which is just a bust by Alabama, not covering Blake Corum in the flat. Um, oh, I know. And then to uh, drive down. I mean, that that was a, a really entertaining game that was back and forth. I think J.J. McCarthy, I mean, rarely is he asked to just drop back and read out the defense. You know, it's just they do a great job of gaming things up, create open receivers, and it's really a credit to their offensive design. You know, tight bunch oh formations, so misdirection, right. Uh, some mesh, natural rubs. Uh, the design really forces the defense to uh, into into conflict. And mm-hmm. McCarthy, I mean, he missed some throws. He made some throws. It's not an offense that really relies on his arm. But when he was asked to make some clutch throws, he does it. And, and that's what that's what we saw against Alabama. That's that's some of the you know why he was my number three quarterback in the summer. Um, I, I I expected more from him this year, but I think it's it's a product of the offense. They just don't rely on him to be the, you know, they don't need him to be Michael Penix. They, that's not how they operate. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, but I do, I think he deserves a lot of credit for being unflappable. I mean, it didn't matter what was happening, what the scoreboard said, the time, the situation, whatever. Uh, he is kind of the same guy and he's unflappable, rises to the moment. And I mean, McCarthy deserves credit for that. He, he's, it's funny. He's, the best moments with him sometimes is when he just gets to play football. And like when I think, I think he might be a little, sometimes he's like, okay, I got to be perfect here. The first play was kind of an example of that. The spread yeah. out. Yeah. I bet you all week they designed that to hit the high one. So right. he's like, 
oh, that should be open. And then he kind of like, he tried to make something happen. Because he had the and underneath the, open. The, wide open, it, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the one on the play. That's where you're right. supposed to go. But I guarantee you all week, they're like, hey, we're going to get get a nice like 20-yard gain on the first play. Like, boom, oh. get you know, sprint out, safe protection. Uh, but the double pass, when he one-handed it, adjusted, and then threw it. And it's like those moments is why you keep coming back to him because mm-hmm. it's just like those movements on the move, those throws on the move. His he'll throw over the middle. My I thought one of his best passes was one that was dropped, the one that went right through the receiver's yeah. hands as clean right. as possible. Like that was one of his best passes. So that was I, the I big get, third down, yeah, huge third down. And again, it was another nice design. They were holy crap. The run game design by Michigan was like yeah, like hanging in a museum. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, but I. McCarthy is just, yeah, I, with you. It's just like there's not a lot that you get to like study. It's like seven plays. Penix, I got 25 probably right, right. I can, that are real translatable plays. So that's just all it is. It's like you see the nice moments when he's thrown his inbreakers. Sometimes the outside throws, he sprays. And I think it's because it's just like he's really trying to push it out there. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just need to watch. He's going to be one where if he does declare, it's like I literally have to watch every throw, every throw because that's the mm-hmm. sample size you're kind of working with. Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be both these quarterbacks will be polarizing throughout the process. There's no doubt oh, about yeah. that. Um, I, speaking of that offense, Blake Corum played really well. Uh, that did. overtime touchdown I thought was the perfect encapsulation of him as a prospect. That urgent decision making at the line, yep. the way he can pair his eyes with his feet, and then always finds his blockers and then makes it a chore on tacklers to finish him off. Yeah, um, it's. He's not a guy that's going to run well at the combine. Um, he's not a proven pass catcher, which is ironic because his two catches uh, against Alabama, one was for a touchdown. The other it's was that fourth play. down in the flat. <laughs> two really big plays. Yeah. Uh, and also but, you see a 5'8 running back. You're like, oh, right, got to right. be a good pass catcher. <laughs> right, coming into the game, he had like had not, not even 100 yards receiving this year. I mean, yeah. he's just he has he's not a proven pass catcher. doesn't mean he can't do it, but it's kind of a hole in the resume type of thing. I'm still a corn believer. I think he's going to be drafted probably in that third round range and be a quality part of a backfield. Um, You know, it's uh, – we'll see about Donovan Edwards. He hasn't had the season that many thought he would have. I I think if he's smart, he goes back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, But the offensive line did really well. Um, Roman Wilson made plays when he was targeted. Uh, So, yeah, I think that that Michigan offense, the the way they're coached and the way they execute from – to both the quarterback from the quarterback uh, perspective and then also from the blocking. It's just, it's a really impressive operation. It was. Uh, Coram's, yeah, he's a three down back because more because of protection. Uh, yeah. You know, he's good. It's kind of, he's got a little that Kyron Williams where it's like you appreciate the game, but he might run a four six and change. <laughs> so, yeah. you're, you're, you know, but it's like, and at that, least with Coram, I mean, because Coram's probably 25 pounds heavier, you know, like than, than Kyron. So it's he's like, a, he, he's, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's he's going to be a legit two twenty, and he's yeah, he's under five eight. He is like five yeah. seven and change, and he's going to be around two hundred twenty pounds. He's great uh, in short yardage because he, he really is. He's, he's just that the, little bowling ball. Yeah, the, ar- the legs never quit, and yep. he's he can get so low and yep. just burrow in. That's and, huge, though. Like that's oh, yeah. so, like that. That's more downs he can play. Like that's <laughs> that. I think you nailed it. Like pairing him with one other guy. And I would love that backfield. Like if you said you got another guy that has a little more juice to him, like that's a, just a nice, nice because he's just he, you can fit him in anywhere. And that's the mm-hmm. thing; it's funny that he doesn't have a lot of catches and stuff. And again, that might be part of the Michigan offense because he looks natural catching the ball. Like it's like you mm-hmm. know, like the the touchdown catch, he was fine. It wasn't like he batted it like a, a volleyball or anything. Like yeah. <laughs> hands were hands were high on it. We we're good. But uh, I, 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 yeah, he's 
he grows on you because you're just like the the touchdown run from the spider cam view was amazing. That was the angle I was watching on ESPN News. Mm. It was just it was just great. It was just like you know like a commercial almost because he was just cut through. He made like two cuts on it. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic through the middle. So I, I really really like uh, what he did. I thought some Bama defenders had some nice moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish Caleb Downs wasn't a freshman. Yeah, then we could just talk about him for a half hour. Yeah. But uh, I, I know one of your guys had a nice moment. Uh, the five technique, five technique that you like. Um, I'm not yeah. going to try. Go, his last go name. ahead and say his name. Who are you talking about? Uh, Justin uh, Boigby. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 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 But yeah, I know that you you're a fan of him, and he has some yeah. nice moments. He is strong as hell. It, it, it's hard yeah. for an Alabama defensive, especially defensive <laughs> lineman, uh, but any Alabama right. player to be underrated. Uh, but this guy is because he. He had a, he had a, a big injury last year, it was like a neck injury, and he just he never quite was the guy on the defensive line. This year, he's grown into that and really good run defender. Once in a while, I'll give you a little bit of a pass rush, but yeah, I think he and he's versatile. I think he'd be a five technique. He can move in more inside. I mean, there's a lot of things that he can do. And he went from a fringe prospect camp body type of guy to now he's getting drafted and it's just a matter of how high you're going to take this guy so yeah he had some good moments um dallas turner had some nice moments um arnold was i mean corners are always up and down because you know you're going to give up your catches but um i thought he made some nice plays uh mckinstry showed up as a run defender uh i don't i don't think that there was when michigan had a big play it was either because they executed linebackers (laughs) <laughs> yeah right exactly it, it, and a lot of times they just the run fits i mean they just they weren't able to 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 get into position and, and win the no. angles uh they just they weren't able to do it or it's just a complete collapse like that fourth down uh to to quorum so it was you know this wasn't the big bad alabama defense i think we use we're used to talking about um no. you know with, with saban but it's still a really quality unit and you know, it, it took everything that Michigan had to uh, grind out that win. So yeah, I mean, like I was fast forwarding this to, to Monday and the national championship game. This is going to be fun. I mean, it, yeah. we, we talked about how, you know, Penix mentioned that Texas was vanilla. Michigan's going to be the complete opposite of that. Um, I just can't wait to see what they throw at them. I mean, it's from, simulated pressures to just all the games that they're going to play. Mm-hmm. It's going to test the blocking, the, the offensive line. It's going to test, um, obviously, the quarterback. Roma Dunze versus Will Johnson on the outside is going to be a lot of fun. Johnson's uh, just a true sophomore, so not draft eligible, but a, a guy that we'll be talking about uh, a lot at this time next year. Um, it's just there's a lot of NFL talent that's going to be on this field. I'd yep. probably put the over-under eh, 20, probably. Um you know, there's you know juniors, obviously some underclassmen Future decisions. Big Ten battle. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're playing next year. That's it. The teams are going to look a lot different, but uh, way different. Yeah, this is you. When it comes to the national championship game, you want really good versus really good, and yes. it feels like we have that this year. Um, and from an evaluation perspective, yep. it really does feel like some of the key prospects, uh, namely Penix, but not only him, but a lot of these guys will be tested in a way that you want to see as you, yep. when you scout these guys. You want to see the best of the best. You want to see them challenge. Um, who's going to rise up? Who's going to be able to uh, you know, make the most of the opportunity? This is going to give a lot of guys that opportunity. So I, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
I, I agree. And it's not only talent, it's for me, you know, like that, well, you've already mentioned it, but the scheme stuff's amazing. Michigan's so well coached. And I think yeah. Washington's so well coached. So you they see, are. like you said, it's all translatable, which is great. It's not just like you're going to watch it. And it's just RPO, 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 or some gimmicky defense. And you're like, okay, there's four real reps because they ran cover two the entire game. Uh, but I, I, I think that's just such a good point. I'm really excited to watch. Even, you know, Michigan's defensive line versus Washington's offensive line. Uh, like, you know, like yeah. I, I thought JC Latham for Alabama had a really good game, the right tackle, uh, for Alabama. He was mowing them down, but that's like, okay, well, Washington's got some, they're, they're better coached than Bama's offensive line. They have some talent up there. So I want to see that matchup as well. I, I'm pretty fired up for this. Uh, uh, I mean, watching, we just already mentioned the, Michigan defense versus the Washington offense and just the other side of the ball is just gonna be just so much fun. I, I just think, mm-hmm. oh my God, I just confused myself. Hold on. <laughs> watching now watching Michigan's offense versus Washington's defense. There we go. But yeah. watching like Roman Wilson's little uh adjustment for the catch and everything, uh off the like the unbelievable JJ McCarthy throw spiral that got tipped into a spiral and yeah. then just like kind of rose on that. But that was just such a great moment because you saw the Bama DBs you know, spiking down on that play and just really closing on it. And it was just, again, it was another good moment of like, oh, this is a transla- translatable pro rep because that was a true play action mm-hmm. concept, a true over route that he had throw on time against a, def- a safety that's driving. And we're going to see more of that in this next game. So I, I think this is just going to be great. Uh, I think this, well, this Washington defense is not Alabama defense. And so I think yeah. Michigan will have a little bit more success than what we saw against Alabama. Um, so can oh, someone on that Washington defense step up and, you know, who's it going to be? How's it, you know, how's that going to play out? That's going to be a big factor here. Uh, we mentioned Braylon Trice. Um, he's, you know, can he get consistent pressure against that, uh, with that Michigan also does a really good job just with movement with their quarterback. So you just rarely see JJ McCarthy take, you know, these big sacks, it Straight just you know, doesn't, yeah. doesn't happen. Um, but who else is going to step up on that defense? Um, the linebacker, number five, um, uh, Ulo Foscio. Um, he's a great story. First of all, he's, uh, Alaskan. Uh, not many prospects come from Alaska. Uh, this kid from Alaska moved to, yeah. to Vegas to your backyard, uh, uh-huh. midway through high school. The went classic, to, the classic Alaska to Vegas pipeline. Exactly. That's went to, <laughs> went to Bishop Gorman. Uh, of course. And yes. He, but he went overlooked. I mean, they had how many guys? Dorian Thompson Robinson was on that team. Uh, okay, yeah. Brevin Jordan, Cedric Tillman. Um, and they were stacked. You know, they always are. But uh, he went overlooked as a as a recruit. He had to walk on at Washington. And he's had some injury stuff, but he is kind of like the heartbeat of, of that that defense. And with the way he plays, how fast he plays, how aggressive he is. So, um, you know, can he – how much of a factor will he be? Uh, and he – I mean, he – They'll need him to slow down Blake Corum, to slow down that uh, that rush attack, what they do with their blocking execution. So uh, look for number five because he is he's turned himself into a draftable player. It's just a matter yeah. of, okay, what type of draftable player is this? I mean, are we talking about a late rounder? Are we talking about a mid rounder? Um, you know, how he plays against Michigan will kind of formulate that narrative. You you mentioned it though, watching those Bama DBs, like the the strings that Michigan was pulling in the run game and pass game, really pass game was they're attacking the linebackers, but uh, the run game shifting motion, shift, motion, motion, shift it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then run jet sweep. And then we're going to run to the opposite way. And you got to see those Bama DBs in the run fit over and over and over. And I thought Laura Rutledge uh, for ESPN did a great job. She actually said she talked to her overheard Saban going like, 
hey, when they shift to motion, you got to do it quick. Like you got to do it like right now because they're gaming you up basically. And I thought the so it's funny you say that like Washington's going to be a step down. So it's going to be kind of one of these like aerial assaults on one side of the ball and then just pounding the rock on the other side. It would be mm. very much a like it's, – it's just that disconnect of two very good offenses, but they get there through different means in a way, but right. they're both well coached. It's just going to be such a cool disconnect. But watching these defenders have to defend those different type of styles is just perfect because, yeah. again, you're going from – I formation tight end heavy to air it out like aerial assault from week to week. <laughs> well, Michigan's philosophy in this game is going to be easy. I mean, we they're, they're going to yeah. it's it's about game control for them. Keeping the 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 number their number one objective in this game is to keep Penix off the field. Yeah. Washington's going to go down and score, and then Michigan's going to try and have an eight minute drive. That that is th- what their focus is going to be. Um, and then you no, know, they'll try to hit explosive here or there. But for the most part, they're going to establish the ground game and try to just wear out that defense. And so it's it, it should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Michigan's favored by. Uh, I was going to say, do you have a prediction? I mean, it's tough. It, it really is tough because the way Penix played i how do you bet against that you i know, know right? I, the way that he and and his like those 50 50 balls anytime he has a chance at a 50 50 ball he's like oh psh, we got this you know he just he, yeah. he's, he's throwing it because he has that type of supreme confidence in his guys and he should call them people are calling them downfield handoffs it's like yeah. uh, that's what they are <laughs> i mean basically the one, the one to dunze was incredible he it was oh a one two three it, it was like an 18 20 yard gain and it was like the most casual little quick fade that you'll see. It was just like, it, it was, it was just cat. It was like pat and go. Yeah, we're warming up, but it was just like a clutch moment in the fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter that he's doing it. Um, uh, did you have a, a comp for, I can't, I can't remember if you had a good comp for a Dunes or not. Uh, Godwin was my, okay. Okay. Um, right. He might be a little faster though. He's yeah. But uh, that just kind of that inside outside. Yeah. He, he'll block and scrap if he wants to. He actually has a little more juice downfield, but just kind of does everything well type. That's the the guy that I was workshopping. Uh, who he kind of keep? It's not a perfect apples to apples comparison, but some Amari Cooper there. Um, oh, that that inside outside stuff faster than you think. Um, not small, but not you know huge either. Like he's just he's just a really quality player who makes plays consistently. You know, oh, that's just it, it, the at the catch point at, with as a route runner. Um, I, there's some Amari Cooper there with uh, Roma Dunze, which I, is obviously a high compliment. Yeah, I know. I, the Polk, I'm trying to figure out one because he's like a Z. Yeah, right. He, again, inside, outside, doesn't have a lot. Like, I don't know what he'll run in 40 because right? he, he has a good one to four gear. Mm-hmm. Fifth gear, kinda, he gets stuck getting the fifth gear. We saw it on that play, the corner route. He makes a bunch of moves and then also it's like right at the end, he gets caught. It's like, yeah. oh, I just want to see uh, him open up at the ma- end there. Made a guy miss though, you know, like he's, yes. he's definitely, he he's probably the best of the group in terms of yak uh, of that, wa- those Washington receivers. Um, so yeah, no, that's all those guys. I mean, even McMillan's a, he's going to be a day two pick. So, yeah. it, you know, it's, they're so loaded uh, at, at that position. It's, I compared uh, him to Christian Kirk early in the year. Like, you know, McMillan? Just, like, yeah. Yeah. Like kind of a vertical slot kind of guy. Oh, I know. It's just that those are the comparisons we're throwing around to these three receivers. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I tweeted it last night, but if, I mean, the Panthers had, uh, Th- these wide oh. receivers, they would have won a few more games because uh, these <laughs> these these receivers are are ridiculous. And like I said, it's 
uh, it's a receiver rich draft and uh, you know Malik Neighbors I, played yesterday as well uh they he, they played him for about a drive and a half so he could set the LSU record then they pulled him That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's he had great. three catches, uh went over 3000 career Do you yards. Yeah, an NIL and, bonus incentive. Like you know, like get guys at the <laughs> I, I just the uh, you think about all the receivers that have gone through Baton Rouge and he stands atop the rest as having the most catches, the most receiving yards. Um, pretty, pretty impressive. And he did it in three years, you know, so pretty impressive for him. Brian Thomas mm-hmm. had a good game who um, I tweeted my top five receiver rankings and it's, uh, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's neighbors. It's a Dunze. Um, and, and then it's, it's Brian Thomas. And it's, uh-huh. it's interesting. The, with, uh, I got a lot of responses uh, from uh, from those rankings, and some people have neighbors one. Some people think Odunze is one. Um, oh wow! Uh, it, it's it's kind of crazy to see the yeah. all, all the feedback on these guys. I mean, it's these are really talented receivers. So I, I mean, I am less interested in debating them and more interested in praising all of them. Um, yeah, because they just they're all it's preference thing. It's based off of what kind of you value at the position. Yeah. Um, Harrison's still it's more my, the landing spot that I'm just so excited to see where each guy ends yeah. up. That's oh, yeah. That's more than anything with these guys. Well, it is almost like a couple years ago when we had, um, you know, Drake London and uh, Garrett Wilson and Olave. And, yep. you know, it's just you, if Garrett Wilson was the first receiver drafted that year instead of Drake London, no one would have batted an eye. It's just no. what you wanted, the type of receiver you wanted. Yes. And, yeah, they just did you the same want size? Did you want the polished route runner in a lobby? Right. Or did you want Garrett Wilson breaking guys off? Like it's like what you what, like you, you want the yak guy, you want the route runner, you want the size. Like it was kind of like pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it, and this is another case of that where it's just the type yep. of guy you want. I mean, neighbors gives you a little more explosiveness yep. that, uh, 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 between all three of those guys. Uh, Odunze, yeah, maybe the physically maybe the toughest of the group uh his ability to play through contact so i mean you can really it's not hard to sell uh any one of those receivers and it'll be cool to see odunze uh still be able to play here uh in this uh national championship game that uh i know i texted you i was doing my mock last week and then as i was like it's it's, it's a crazy have tom set four i uh, have a coleman and that i that was such Oh, such a nice feeling when you're like, yeah, just wait. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I was it, doing my, I was like, I don't know, I'm watching these guys, man. This guy's, this guy's pretty good, guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't think people realize just how good this, uh, this guy is. Like, uh, Brian Tom, yeah. he's, I mean, he's six four. He can fly. He, he as a route runner, he gets better and he's better. Great um, feet I'm, for six four. Yeah, like he actually, yeah, he can actually move like or, or agile for six four. I should say. As a freshman in high school, he didn't play football. He was he led his basketball team to the state title. Uh, I mean, you, you're not surprised when you watch his no. tape and you because you you could see it. Um, yeah. I mean, he he would have easily gone played college basketball if he wanted to, but he committed to football and uh, really came together for him this year. He's going to test well. Um, I mean, he's I know I got a lot of oh him over Keon Coleman, but he's he's going to test better than Keon Coleman. I think I, I trust him more in terms of being able to get open, create his own space. Um, and I like Keon Coleman a lot. He's just a different <laughs> type of receiver. So yep. another one of these guys, that's just different. I know, I know. That's five right there. I mean, we're it's going to be hard to narrow it down because it's like I feel like I've talked about 12 of them already. As like guys like to keep an eye on. People are like, oh, how many could go in like the top two rounds? I'm like, well, this guy, yeah, this guy too. Oh, I really like this guy. Oh, Matt McConkley? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like throwing one guy after another uh, <laughs> into the group. It just like just doesn't stop in different flavors. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You're doing senior Antron? Yeah, I am doing I'm going to I'll be in uh Frisco, uh DFW okay. for for the shrine then uh hop on a plane to Mobile for uh Senior Bowl and uh Cam Ward, Washington State quarterback. I was going to say uh announced he's going to bypass his final I thought he for sure he's going to transfer, but no, he chose he's going to go to the draft and he committed to the shrine game, so that'll be a uh a uh, big opportunity for him. Um, yeah. I he's kind of in that third to fifth round range as a guy that's super talented. He's just he's raw in several areas, and it's just a consistency factor. And when can you trust him to be on the field? And so he'll have some plenty of questions to answer. Um, what about you? Did you figure out where uh, what game you're going to? It, lo- it looks like the Senior Bowl. Still getting it confirmed, but the no, but I saw the Cam Ward thing to the Shrine game as well, and I was kind of like, that was very interesting to me because, yeah. especially how this kind of class thinned out with how many guys did transfer instead of declaring for the draft, it kind of was like, actually, not a bad decision because, uh, that kind of glut in the middle really, really kind of, you know, like I said, thinned out. So, probably a senior bowl, I think this would be interesting. Uh, I want definitely want to check out Spencer Rattler there. That's another kind of yeah. guy in that kind of middle range that very, very interested to watch throw in person and also just hear about every, any interview anyone has with him. Uh, but no, I, I'm very excited. I got to confirm it, though. I only could get one. So no offense to the Shrine game. I, got, I gave you two years when it was here in Vegas. <laughs> but I, I, my wife was allowed me to go to one. She's like, Frisco and Mobile? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where, that's where right. they're at. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll – uh, the, 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 and we'll see here because, I mean, we're recording this on the 2nd. Um, yeah. it'll go up on the third, uh, the fifth is when, um, juniors will be able to officially accept yeah, so next week will be nice. all-star, uh, uh, invites. So the end of this week, we'll start to hear about juniors accepting, going to the senior bowl, going to shrine bowl. So that'll add a little more intrigue than, than we're usually, you know, that just a different curveball that we usually have with yeah. these all-star games. And that'll be just to add something else to look for. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, big yeah. opportunity for these guys. You know, I mean, it's, uh, a couple of these positions are a little underwhelming this year in this class, but this is where uh, an all-star game, um, especially with some of these underclassmen, they can have a real, real breakout and and sell themselves as, hey, I'm a little bit better than you thought I was. So uh, yeah. plenty. This, we're already in January, so we're talking about things that are happening this month. Uh, I know which is crazy. We got the deadline. So national title game, uh, this upcoming Monday week after that, the deadline, uh, for the, uh, underclassmen. And then, uh, soon after that, you know, we've got, uh, the hula bowl, we've got the, the shrine bowl, then the senior bowl, and then it'll be combine time before we know it. So this, uh, draft process starting to really heat up. 
Oh, and I, I got the Super Bowl to Combine turnaround, which is the that, oh, yeah. that's, there you go. That's that's a hard shift that I've had <laughs> yeah. to get used to the last couple of years, but I'm prepped for it. You know, you know, fool me once, can't be fooled again. I'll, I'll get, I'll get it this year. <laughs> L- LA to Indy, that's oh, uh, the, different. That was well, well, Vegas to Indy this year, so I don't get to, oh, I don't okay. get to go anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's actually the nice part. Yeah, I'll, I'll be home field advantage. With, last year, I went went to the game. We did the show after the game from the stadium, and then I just drove through tonight back to Vegas from Arizona, from Phoenix, and that was that was one that was like I, my wife when I came back I'm four thirty in the morning, whatever it was, I just crawled into bed, and she's like, "Go shower, you stink." And I was like, "All right, good to be home." But like you said, we got some fun shows coming up. We got we'll recap the college football final, or that's what they just call it, right? I don't think there's a college football playoff final. Uh, there's no fancy name sponsored by Visa or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> be recapping that. We'll yeah break down who's declaring, break down to all the Senior Bowl, Shrine Game, all the All Star Game action coming up. Here we go. We're getting into draft season. It's it's full systems go. Let's do this. So see you guys next time. We'll be every single week on Prospects of Pros. See you guys next week. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast.